testimony. It's producing fruit in our lives. Fruit that will remain God. Help us to be a reflection of you, God, in everything we God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory. Watch it, it's hot. But truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap those hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. We welcome you to another worship experience and to our online people that are watching on today. We just thank you for tuning in on this morning. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Spirit of the living God. We thank you, and Lord, we praise you. We give you all the glory. Father, the atmosphere is set. Now, God, we ask that you will move by your power, move by the anointing. Spirit of the living God, heal, deliver, and set the captive free on this morning. Lord, we give you permission to have your way in this place on this morning. Father God, we thank you, oh God. We glorify you because we acknowledge you as the great I am. We acknowledge you as Jehovah Shalom. We acknowledge you as Jehovah Nisi. And Lord, we just thank you for you are a holy God. God, we will give you all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet and bless the Lord this morning. Listen, we're celebrating Independence Day tomorrow, but how many people are glad that you are free in Jesus? The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. How many free people do we have this morning? Clap your hands like this. Come on. I want to clap a little louder than I did before. Come on, clap those hands. And I want to sing louder than I did before. Yeah. I want to move around more than I did before. Get a little room so you can move around a little bit. Make some noise right where you are loud, loud, loud in the sanctuary at home. Breathe Come on and sing in the morning. We celebrate the freedom in you, God. Yeah. How many free people do we have? Yeah! We celebrate the freedom in Jesus. Oh! I want to clap a little louder than I did before. Yeah! And I want to sing as you louder than I did before. So I want to jump. Higher than I did before. I just need to make some noise loud, 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 right where you are. Give God some praise. We celebrate. Freedom in you, Lord. We stand fast, but we 
I talking to this morning? Can you say no more shackles? No more chains. No more bondage. If you're free, say it. Come on, sing it again. Hey, say no more shackles and no
Praise the Lord. We are grateful for an atmosphere of worship. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. Amen. Please permit me to remind you in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 8. The Bible says something profound that all of us must remember when it comes to our giving. We have shared with you some of the projects that the church is working on. One of the chief one, as you well know, is for our young people. We need a place for them. We told you we want to keep them off the street. We also told you we want to keep them out of jail. It's going to be difficult for anyone to say that's not biblical. Not only is it biblical, but it's also very moral. Now the Bible said in Ephesians 6 verse 8, it said what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. For some of us who have raised our children or you retired, you may say, oh, that don't involve me. I pay my own dues, I raise my kids, but remember the word of God. It says what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Do you realize that many of us, we cut short our blessing because we are all about ourselves? don't make nothing happen for others and then we will get to heaven only to discover so many blessings that God has in stock for us but we failed to activate it. Some of the young people that will be using that facility believe it or not they are from the community they may not even be members of this church God is faithful to his word. God said no one who has left their father, their mother, their brothers, their sisters, uncles and nieces for the sake of the gospel. Such a person will not go without reward. And then he says something that I'm not used to. He said your reward will be in this life in life to come. One thing I learned to do a long time ago is just to follow principles in the word of God. Because I know that God is not a man that he should lie. It's not the son of man that he should make up stories. Whatever he says, Whenever he make a promise, he will make it good. So I encourage you this morning, follow the word of God. 
don't join the rat race of this world because it's only a rat race. Even if you win, you're still a rat. So I'm trying to lead you, to position you. I encourage you, follow me as I follow Christ. This Bible works if you work it. There are four major ways you can give to this ministry. Obviously, you can simply give to the ushers as they come. And the Lord will honor you for it. Secondly, we have given opportunity online. You can go to our website and give. And if you are a technology guru, we have a church app right there on your phone. You can just go to a church app without moving one inch. You can give as the Lord prosper you. And finally, if you're not into high tech stuff, you can simply text your giving. Everybody here knows how to text. There is a number that is available to all of us. Hopefully the media people will put it on the screen. And you can simply text what amount you want to give as the Lord prosper you. Believe me when I tell you, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And their seed, your children, your trophies of grace, they will never beg for bread. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the validity of your word. We are grateful, oh God, that you are faithful to your promises. Thank you in this church for the opportunity to give. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch the hearts of men and women to give this morning. Not only those who are here in the building, but those who are live streaming, those who are listening on radio, watching on television. Lord, I pray that you will move and make your house an example in this community of your goodness and your mercy. Lord, I pray that you will bless every giver. I pray that you will increase them more and more. Not for their own sake only, but that you will make an example out of them. I pray, oh God, that you will give them a testimony that the world can see that giving is receiving. We receive the blessing by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. The choir will minister. Let's give as the Lord prosper us.
Praise the Lord. Help me thank God for the choir. What a blessing. Let me mention to you again how much we appreciate those of you who are visiting for the first time. If you're a visitor and you are here to worship with us this morning, will you please let me see your hand. We just want to celebrate you. God bless you. Amen. Anybody else, we are grateful, grateful, grateful. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We hope that something will be said or done that we encourage you this morning. And we also invite you to please come back to worship with us. Are you glad to see our guests this morning? Come on, show it, show it, show it. It is a blessing, blessing. Amen. I see even my digging sister here. You become a regular now, my sister. Uh, the King Curtis Burega's sister. I believe they're having some family reunion or something. And, but she took out of her busy time to join us for worship. Will you help me thank God for that also? It is a blessing. That is what serving the Lord is all about. Also, after church this morning, I would like to visit with those of you who are ministers, deacons, and deaconesses, just for a few minutes. Uh, no problem whatsoever. We are blessed. Nobody is fighting. I just need your permission to do some things. So, and it's always good when we work together. Amen. Bible says two are better than one. They got more for their reward. Amen. And talking about deacons and deaconesses, I'm pleased to report we're in the process of ordaining more deacons and more deaconesses. And the last time I checked, uh, we had a meeting here and all the leaders, we prayed together and went through all the candidates do what we call vetting. You don't employ people unless you check their background, you know, and vet that candidate. <laughs> so we went through all of that. And at the end of the day, there were like about 22 more deacons and deaconesses that will be ordained this year. So I am excited about what God is doing in this house. We are grateful to all of you for your prayers and for your contributions, for all the words of encouragement that we're getting from the congregation. Amen. Amen. Let me invite you to please get up from your seat and just walk around and say hello to somebody and thank them for being in church this morning. It's a fellowship.
today, please stop by at the end of the worship experience. There's a guest center in the lobby. Please stop by there and we have a gift for you. It's our way of saying thank you for being in the church today. A gift for our guests. Will you please let me welcome our choir one more time? And after which I'll come and preach the word.
Amen. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. Let me say thank you to all of you that are live streaming with us this morning. I'm mindful that we are in the middle of a short holiday and a lot of people are traveling. But I know also wherever you are, you are watching and we thank God for that. Let me invite those of you who are in the house, please stand with me in reference to the word of God. We're not going to keep you too long. We thank God for the 4th of July. And we are grateful that you include God in your plans. The book is St. John, chapter 8, verse number 32. I just want to call your attention to certain principles that all of us can live by. St. John chapter 8, verse 32. The Bible simply says, And you shall know what? The truth. And the truth shall make you free. We want to talk about freedom. That's what we are celebrating this weekend. Our independence, our freedom. We want to hear God's viewpoint about it. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass withereth and flowers fade. But the word of God will stand forever. Lord, we thank you because we know you are the author of true freedom. Open our hearts to receive the word of God this morning. Help our hearing. Help our listening. Help our understanding. Let your name be magnified. We shall be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. For our topic, we want to talk about what does it mean to be free? What does it really mean to be free? As we well know, tomorrow is the 4th of July. And as we celebrate our freedom, I want us to be richer in our understanding of what this freedom is all about. If I ask all of you, one by one, are you free? You will be surprised what you're going to hear from the congregation. Most of you will say, oh, yes, 
I am free. I am an American. This is the land of the free. Reverend, have you seen everybody trying to come here? We are free. I can go wherever I want to go. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm an American. I can say whatever I want to say. But are you really free? We thank God for the word of God because the word of God will bring you true understanding of any subject matter. I believe with all my heart what the Bible says concerning freedom. True freedom comes from within. If you're not free on the inside, you're not free on the outside. Any person is not truly free until you're free from within. There are many people that think they're free, but really they are in bondage. You see people walking around, on the outside they look good, but on the inside they are imprisoned. And that is why we've got to understand what true freedom is all about. On the outside, they can go wherever they want to go. They can leave church today and say, we're going to Chicago. You can live here today and say, look, let's just drive to Dallas, Texas. They can do whatever they want to do. They can say whatever they want to say. But the truth be told, many of us, we are still bound by sin. Some people are bound by pornography. Some people are bound by all kinds of addiction. So you have to ask yourself the question, Yes, you live in the land of the free. But are you really free? Are you free when your addiction is really controlling your life? Many people are addicted to drugs. Many people are addicted to alcohol. Am I telling the truth this morning? You're smoking weed so much. Now your whole closet is smelling weeds. Are you really free? When your use of crack cocaine has now turned you into a crackhead, are you free? You'll be amazed. Many of you will say, thank God, pastor, I don't do any of that stuff. But yet we are bound by depression. Bound by low self-esteem. You'll be amazed how many people are bound by anxiety. Bound by fear. 
bound by confusion. Many people cannot even function because of their past failure. Now you're enslaved to your own past. And you're enslaved to your own defeat. Are you truly free? And why is it that we have so much bondage even in the body of Christ? People that are professing to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and yet the truth be told, they're in bondage. I believe with all my heart what the word of God says. And that is that you can never be free until Jesus set you free. True freedom comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are here, I'm not asking for how many years you've been a member of the church. I'm not asking what auxiliary or what department you work in a religious organization. I'm not asking what denomination you belong. But the real question this morning, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior? The most important type of freedom that you can have is the one that only Jesus can give you. Because when, when you are saved, when you are born again, he will give you peace. Even in the midst of some. Do I have a witness in the house? How do you know if you are still in bondage? Ask yourself the question, is there anything inside of me that is hindering my progress? Is there anything on the inside that is restraining me from being the man or the woman that God wants me to be? Where is your joy? How can you be a part of the body of Christ but you stay depressed? Where is your happiness? You'll be amazed how many letters, how many text messages, emails that I, I get every week, not now and then, every week from people who profess to be Christian and yet on the inside they are messed up. And you would think, okay, I pastor this church, so all I have to do is deal with my own members. But all over the community, black and white, folks just, brother pastor, you got to help me. We need to really go after true wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to ask yourself the question, why am I bitter all the time? Even the dogs 
in your house know you are bitter. You know how puppies, they get excited when people come home. But when they hear you park your car, they run for cover. Because you stay angry. You're mad at somebody. They don't even know who you mad at. Always inadequate. Always insecure. And it's affecting everything in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're free, freedom will make you to prosper in your life. When you are truly free, freedom will propel you into your destiny. A free man is who God used to confront Pharaoh. Because he was free, he's able to stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. A free man is that person that was able to tell everybody in the middle of the desert that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You all do what you want to do. You do you, I do me. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. A free man is a person who is able to face the giant and say, Mr. Man, you come to me with your sword, with your shield, but I've come to you in the name of the Lord. Today, I will feed your carcass to the birds of the air. A free man is a bunch of Hebrew kids, three of them, locked up in jail. And they are still free within. And they told the king, we will never bow. Our God is able. When you are free, it don't matter what you go through. On the inside, you are a free man. On the inside, you are a free woman. These three Hebrew boys were so sure. They said, even if God didn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. But we know he will. Freedom will cause you to take a stand. People who are free, they don't walk around in fear. A free man is one that sees famine all over the land. And yet in his spirit, he says, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I never will forget when we build this church. Nothing was going on economically in the community. Many of you may forget the, the tower in New York was shrinking down by some terrorists. So everybody's in panic. But Zion he was building a new building. Freedom will cause you to triumph while everybody is taking a cover. 
Isn't it amazing that inflation right now is so high and we're about to start building the youth building? Freedom will cause you to move. In the midst of chaos, there are opportunities. I'm talking about true freedom. The question this morning, are you free? Are you truly free? Or are you just running your mouth? I brought some good news to you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus declared in the book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 36, he said, if the Son of God set you free, you're not only free, but you are free indeed. Brother Pastor, how do I know if I'm in bondage? How will I know if I'm being enslaved? How will I know if I'm not free? Well, you don't need my opinion. Let's just go into the word of God. The word of God has a way of helping all of us. Turn your Bible to the book of Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to read some verses there. The Bible gives you symptoms of bondage. The Bible gives you a list of when you're well-dressed, you smell good, but really, you are, not, you are not free. So, and all you need to do is take an inventory of your own life. I have to do the same thing this morning so that we all can enjoy true freedom. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, beginning from verse 19, it says you're not free if you have any of these symptoms. Number one, Adultery. Make sure that's in your Bible. Number two, fornication. Am I still in the book? Number three, uncleanliness. Number four, lasciviousness. Look at verse 20. It continued the list. By the way, the pastor didn't write it. I'm just letting you know it's in your Bible. Adultery. This time it said idolatry. What's, guess what's next? Witchcraft. You'll be amazed. People singing in the choir. But it's a witch. You'll be amazed. How many Jezebel spirits in the pulpit preaching the gospel but a spirit of witchcraft. Look at the least. Hatred. You'll be amazed how many people in the house of God just hateful. Play a hater. They are never happy. 
When God blesses you, then they become a hater. They are happy when God does something good in your life. Some of you have to dress down so that the player haters won't pick on you. Read the book. I didn't write the Bible. He said, these are very unhappy people. They are living in bondage. They are not free. It talks about emulations. It talks about wrath. People, you, you say good morning. I say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was just trying to say hello. <laughs> My bad. The Bible put on the list, spirit of seditions. Spirit of strife. You'll be amazed right now as we speak. There are some people that may be charged in this country for seditions. It's a serious crime. Some people trying to build the nation and some people trying to tear it down. Are you really free? The Bible talks about heresies. Verse 21, envy. Oh, you can, you can recruit a whole club. Envious people. We say, okay, everybody march around and say hello to your neighbor. If you pass through them and you just smell good. Mm, I wonder what she's wearing. <laughs> Envious people. Murderers. Make sure it's in your Bible. I'm just reading what's in the book. And people are so smart now, they just don't kill you with guns. They'll kill you with their mouth. Guess what's next? Drunkenness. And some people are so rude, they will get drunk before they come to church. When you are in bondage, you put yourself through unnecessary pain. Ladies and gentlemen, please permit me to just point out quickly that the key to your freedom, God didn't send me here to accuse you or to condemn you. My assignment is to help all of us as I'm helping my own self. That's one thing I love about the word of God. The key to true freedom is knowledge. What did I call it? And ladies and gentlemen, it's not just knowledge, but the key to knowledge itself is truth. And the key to truth is the word of God. And the secret to the word of God is God himself. 
if a product is messed up, go to the manufacturer. Because he knows how that product is supposed to function. Why did I say the key to true freedom is knowledge? I will submit to you the greatest enemy of mankind is not even seen. I know that surprised you because that's all you've been told all your life. Stay away from sin. Stay away from sin. It's not even the devil. The devil has been defeated. Ladies and gentlemen, the real enemy of mankind today is ignorance. What did I call it? How do I know? Just notice how we do. We blame the devil for everything. And as a result, we've become irresponsible Christians. I had to teach that to my children, my whole family. I said, no, 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 no. the devil didn't do that. You put your hand in the cookie jar. That's you. Why don't you just take responsibility? Are you all still here this morning? Just think about it. We eat bad all the time. And then we get sick. And then we blame it on the devil. The devil don't make you eat Buddha. You wake up and you're eating crackling for breakfast, for God's sake. That ain't the devil. That's you. You drove to get Buddha. You came back and put it in your own mouth. And then you didn't have enough, you put more during the summertime. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get wisdom. I repeat, ignorance is a major enemy of our soul. How do I know the book of Hosea says in, in chapter 4 verse 6? It said, my people, they perish. That's right, sister. Why? They lack Knowledge. And God continues to say, and because they reject knowledge, God said, I will also reject them. Keep on reading. He said, not only will I reject them, I will reject their children. Now that's serious. Just think about it. If you don't know anything, and you teach your children what you know, then your kids is as smart as you. That means blind folks leading other blinds. You ought to infest your time and energy to get knowledge so that you can pass it on to your children. There are some things Mama will teach you 
that will last you a lifetime. There are some things your daddy will teach you that you cannot even find in any university. So it's important that we get knowledge. No matter how many books you use your own money to buy, you only know the ones that you read. Just because you bought it, that don't mean you know it. Some of you have bought some books, some CDs, and videos that you've never read. So what I'm suggesting to you is that buying information doesn't give you revelation. You'll be surprised how many of you have a Bible, but you never read it. I will submit to you 95% of, the, of knowledge that you need is right in your house. It's called the word of God. But you come to church week after week, waiting for somebody else to tell you what you could read for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have the word of God and you don't develop or cultivate a habit of reading it on regular basis, you're not free. God said the reason why we are perishing is because we lack knowledge. So please don't blame the devil. Don't blame your in-laws. Don't blame the white people. Don't blame the government. And don't blame the teachers. You don't need any professor to make sure or make you read a book. You could read your book anytime you want to. Let's stop the blame game. If we truly want to be free, then we need to pursue freedom that comes from above. What is the principle? Knowledge is the key to true freedom. If you know, and nobody can turn you around. Throughout the Bible, you will hear it over and over again. Somebody will say, I know. That's what Job said. A lot of things was going on. You know his story. The whole world was crashing. But Job said, I know in whom I believe. You see, no matter what's going on, he is able to keep me. See, knowledge is power. The Bible says, be still and know. Knowledge of what you know will keep you calm in the midst of high inflation. Everybody is freaking out. But because of what you know, that your God will supply all your needs. 
<laughs> according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I say this with utmost humility. I never check, okay, how high is the oil, gasoline today? Oh, it's every now and then my wife will come and say, oh, everything's gone up. Come with me. Let me show you. I say, what would that do for me? <laughs> Yes, I get it. Okay, the price of bread is gone up. What is it going? Give me the list. Okay, and then she tell all of it. She keep record of it. I say, okay, thank God. Now I got it. Thank you for letting me know. Now let's go back to work. I said, but what about the high price? I say, the Lord will make a way. Somehow, see, once you know some things and you try him for yourself, this is not somebody told me you experience it. I had no job and he still made a way. Are you listening to me? I was homeless, living on the street, sleeping on campus in a chapel, and God still made a way. If he did it before, do I have a witness in the house? Has God been good to you? Has he made a way for you? Has he been a shelter in time of storm? A thousand may fall. Ten thousand by your right. The Bible says, as for you, it won't come near you. That's why somebody say, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. I know something. I know something. His eyes on the spot. I know he watches over me. What you know will keep you still while everybody's freaking out. What you know will keep you Peace in the midst of storm. I don't know about you. I've seen some lightning flashing. I've heard some thunder roll. I've seen some breaker dashing. Trying to conquer my soul. Yet in the midst of chaos. Even in my hospital bed. With fluid running in my veins. With all the doctor reports saying, we don't have hope. But I hear the voice of Jesus telling me, keep on, keep moving. He promised. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. I don't know what you're going through. Tell your neighbor, calm down. Oh, pastor, my knee ache. Oh, my back hurt. Oh, they gave me a pink sleeve. Oh, I don't have a job. Oh, I'm still looking for a husband. I don't know what my husband going to do. I don't know what my wife is going to do. Calm down. <laughs> Freedom will cause you to be happy. Even in the midst of trial. Ladies and gentlemen, 
with God on your side, you can make it. Am I right about it? Jesus said, the things that can set you free is not just knowledge. Jesus said, it's the knowledge of the truth. Did you see where it's coming from? Do you have knowledge of the truth? And somebody asked Jesus one day, what is the truth? Since you seem to be so concerned about it. And in the book of St. John, chapter 17, verse 17. That's easy to remember. John 17, 17. The Bible says the truth is the word of God. I never will forget when I first came to this church and there was all kinds of questions. What about this? What about that? And then I got tired of trying to figure what does the Methodist believe? What does the Baptist believe? What does the Pentecostal say about? What does the Assembly of God? I said, look, let all men be liars. Let God be the truth. So I told the whole church, I said, from today on, this church will be our world church. I don't want to hear what anybody believes. They don't know. I don't care what badge they're wearing. If the word of God is saved, I don't want to be a part of it. Heaven and earth will pass away. But it's the word of God that will stand forever. And I said, thank God you got a copy. I got a copy. The pastor don't have a monopoly of the word of God. Let's search for the scripture. In it, we're going to find true wisdom. So John chapter 17, verse 17 says, if you want to know the truth, the truth is the word of God. Amen. And guess what? The source of that word is God himself. Amen. That's why you hear the Bible say, God said. And God said. Not the Baptist said. Not the Methodist said. God said. And that God, his son Jesus Christ said, the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He was there from the get-go. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The world was with God. The world was God. Nothing was made without him. That's why I told you the manufacturer is the only one that knows the truth about his product. If you want to know the purpose for your life, check with Jesus. If you need direction, 
for your home. Check with Jesus. If you need to know how to deal with dreams, visions in your life, check with Jesus. Everybody else is just guessing. I'm privileged. I have some people in my house. They're all professional. Everybody in my house. I require, you've got to be a professional or you change your name. You're not a dara. <laughs> That's how simple it is. But if you carry the name dara, you're stuck. But you can do a name change. We give you permission. You can, you can call yourself cha-cha or something. <laughs> But comes with that, they will come with their professional opinions. They will say, in my professional, okay, I hear you, doc. <laughs> then I will come back and say, what does God say about it? If it's not God, it's just an opinion. If it's not God, is just somebody practicing on you. I will suggest to you, don't go by guesswork. If it's not God, everybody is just guessing. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 40, grass will wither, flowers will fade, but one thing that will stand forever is the word of God. If you truly want to be free, (laughs) hallelujah, say with God, on every subject, you will never get stuck in the elevator of life. That is why I don't trust any human being to tell me who I am. Are you still here? Don't depend even on customer experience. Because a lot of people, you've allowed them to talk you out of your destiny. Because they're just customers and they use their own experience to talk you out of your blessing. I have a friend who owns some McDonald's store, you know. And I wanted a McDonald's franchise so bad. But she's been through some trouble there. She said, Josh, I love you so much. I won't let you do that to yourself. That's customer experience. But just because it don't work for you. I'm trying to help somebody. Don't listen to retailers. You ever go to the dealership and they'll sell you anything. But those retailers, they're just in the business of selling. They'll sell you a lemon. Yes, I said it. Go to the manufacturer of your soul. He's the one who knows. God will never mislead you. What is true freedom? See, many people align others who are not free 
to advise them on issues of life. The question should be asked, where is it, what you are saying to me, where is it in the word of God? If God said it, it is settled. But if it's just man telling you, man may fail you. That's why I say to people, just because your marriage didn't work, don't go about advising people, this marriage thing just don't work. It just didn't work for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is our GPS. The word of God is like our blueprint. In that scripture, God will lead you and guide you in every issues of life. Then you'll be truly free. Amen, somebody. Let me close by just telling you. When you get a product, I don't care what product it is, they ship it to your house. You open the box. The first thing you will see is a manual. In fact, some people will put a big bold letter. Do not use this product until you read the manual. Do you really read the manual? Don't raise your hand. The manual for your life is the word of God. And God said, read it. In it you will find wisdom. In it you will find direction. He said, thy word is a lamp Unto my pathways. We are walking in this world of darkness, but the Bible will light the pathway for you. It will show you how to do it. And I know the reason why we don't read the manual because we think we are smart. We think we live in a free country. Nobody's going to tell you nothing. But I want you to please consider, as we go through this weekend of celebration, consider going after true wisdom. Consider going after true freedom. And if you will pursue true freedom, then you'll be able to leave what the word of God says. That when the son of God set you free, you're free indeed. Everybody stand to your feet. I want us to consider praying this morning. And I want us to be honest with God. Look at your own life. I'm going to look at my own life. If there's an area that you want God to set you free. I know that may sound personal. The first thing 
your liberal mind will tell you, oh, that's my business. But your business is God's business. He made you in his own image. And he said, if you will confess me before men and women of this world, the manufacturer of your soul said, he will also confess you before his father who is in heaven. Guess what Jesus is trying to do for you today? He is your advocate. I know what an advocate does. I did it professionally for 20 years. An advocate is what will speak for you before the judge, before the powers to be. All you need to do is just be obedient. And your advocate, Jesus Christ, is saying, if you have any area that you know, that you know, that you know, I need freedom in this area. Humble yourself this morning. Listen to your advocate in heaven. He said, you can cast all your cares upon him. And he wants to prove to you that he cared for you. Find your way to the altar. I'm not going to keep you too long. I just want to pray with you. No. Pastor, pray for my child. Pastor, pray for my marriage. Pastor, pray for my job. Pastor, pray for my business. Be my advocate, oh God. I want to be totally free in every area of my life. Is there somebody? Somebody else is coming. Let's sing that song again. I'm free. God we thank you thank you for those who have come 
even me, Lord. I belong to that altar. And no shame in my game. You are true to your word. Father, I pray for healing in this house. Every area of our life, from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, wash us, oh God. There is a fountain filled with blood that's running from Emmanuel's face. Sinners like me, sinners like you, will come beneath that and we will lose all of our guilty stains. Lord, I pray that you will wash us, clean us up, oh God. Let your glory fill this house. Wherever the shoe is hurting, in our homes, in our marriage, in our family life, in our business life, in our career, Father God, we pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Somebody is standing in the gap for their children. Father, have mercy upon us today. Somebody is standing in the gap for their loved ones. Father God, have mercy upon us. Touch us. Help us, oh God. There is nothing too hard for you. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in our career. Glorify yourself in our church. Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. We'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Come on, shout like you're free. Amen. amen. Shout like you're free. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. I wish you a happy, happy holidays. And I pray that God of freedom will bring freedom in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're looking for a church home and you would like to be a part of this ministry, after the benediction, my wife and I will be standing right here to welcome you into this great church. It's a place where you can learn. It's a place where you can grow. It's a place where you can use your gift for the glory of God. And don't forget, after the benediction, I want to see all of our current ministers, deacons, and deaconesses here for just about five, ten minutes. All my claim. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest with you. I pray that he will give you true freedom. What money cannot buy I pray that he will cause you 
to, to eat in a green pasture. And I pray that he will lead you beside still waters. I pray that he will guide you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I cover you and your home, your family, your children, your children's children with the blood of Jesus. He shall be well with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.